One minute past seven o'clock on this Friday morning. Oh, it's foggy outside. You drive carefully. We're closing down the month of July. Can you believe we've made it through another month? Oh, what a blessing on this Friday morning, the 30th day of July. Aren't you glad Jesus never fails? Listen to this. So many souls have tested him throughout the course of time. So many still reach out to him with broken hearts and minds. And every one of them will say without exception that they find that Jesus never fails. Well, even in the days of old, he brought his people through. And then he came to show his love. Do you have a testimony this morning that you want to share? A time in your life when you weren't sure, am I going to make it? Oh, I don't know so many different things going on in my life. I don't know if I'm going to make it through this. But God came through because Jesus, 
He never fails, folks. Jesus never fails. Go on our Facebook. Check out the new picture I just showed you of Sam. We've been praying for Sam Cheney during our prayer time. Coming up in 10 minutes, won't you go ahead and text us if you've got a prayer need, 870-205-0600. We're ready to pray for you on this Friday morning. You're going into the weekend, got a lot of things going on, COVID on the rise. I wonder if you've got any events or something going on this weekend you want us to pray about. Anything going on at your church, you say, pray for us, pray for us. I've told you, I promise you. We stop and we pray. 870-205-0600. Here's the Irwins. But sitting there I understood I must be born again I knelt down at the altar And prayed an earnest prayer And in that moment grace let's go ahead and check in with ken davis this morning and we'll have our devotional time right after this this is lighten up with ken davis brought to you by compassion international releasing children from poverty in jesus name lighten up is a moment to encourage your walk with christ i'm dr wes stafford on behalf of compassion hoping you are ready to go out and play as author speaker and comedian ken davis pulls the plug 
Two little boys have been up in the attic helping with some cleaning. The kids uncovered an old manual typewriter and asked their mom, What's this? She said, That's an old typewriter, and thinking that would satisfy their curiosity. Well, what does it do? Well, she said, I'll show you, and she went to get a blank piece of paper. She rolled the paper into the typewriter and began striking the keys, leaving black letters of print on the page. Wow, they said, that's really cool. But how does it work like that? Where do you plug it in? Mom said, there is no plug. It doesn't need a plug. Well, well, where do you put the batteries, they said. She said, "Uh, it doesn't need batteries either. They were amazed. Wow, this is so cool. Someone should have invented this a long time ago. (laughs) Recently, I had 12 children in my home on a Sunday afternoon. It got quiet, so I went to investigate. I found 12 children, ignoring the sunshine, ignoring each other, engrossed in their own plugged-in, battery-powered world. Much to their initial displeasure, I booted them outside, but within minutes they were squealing in delight as they jumped on the trampoline, played capture the fly again, dived into a huge pile of leaves. Not an electric cord or battery in sight. Someone should have invented this a long time ago. Someone did. Unplug, friends. Lighten up and live. This program is made possible by Compassion International. If you would like to know how you can help, please visit us on the web at Compassion.com. Ten minutes past the hour. Time for our daily devotional today. And today we're looking at the Acts of the Apostles from William Barclay. It's a daily devotional that I want to encourage you, if you don't have a copy of it, Write down that name, William Barclay, and this is a daily devotional, breaks up the scriptures. Of course, you know we've been going through the Acts of the Apostles for our daily Bible reading. That'll be coming up in about 30 minutes, and today's good news verse, Acts 15, verse 11, but we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. Listen to this as the Jews were trying to put the restrictions against the Gentiles and place them under the law once again. In answer to the stricter Jews, Peter reminded them how he himself had been responsible for the reception of Cornelius into the church ten years prior. The proof that he had acted rightly was that God had granted his Holy Spirit to the very Gentiles who had been received. As far as the law's claims went, they might have been ceremonially unclean, but God, by his Spirit, cleansed their hearts. The attempt to obey the law's commands and to earn salvation was a losing battle which left every man in default. There was only one way, the acceptance of the free gift of the grace of God in an act of self-surrendering faith. Peter went right to the heart of the question. In this whole dispute, the deepest of principles was involved. Can a man earn the favor of God? Or must he admit his own helplessness and be ready in humble faith to accept what the grace of God gives. In effect, the Jewish party said, Religion means earning God's favor by keeping the law. But Peter, according to Christ, said, Religion consists in casting ourselves on the grace of God. Here is implicit the difference between a religion of works and a religion of grace. Peace will never come to a man until he realizes that he can never put God in his debt, and that all he can do is take what God in his grace gives. The paradox of Christianity is that 
The way to victory is through surrender, and the way to power is through admitting one's helplessness. I wonder today, have you trusted fully the grace of Christ, or are you trusting a work that you can bring to the table? Are you trusting what you can do of your own power, or are you trusting and resting in the power of Christ alone? Lord, today we pray for all of our listeners, those that are tuning in, maybe somebody tuning in today for the very first time. Lord, we pray that you'd help us to be able to communicate to those around us. And Lord, that we would share with them the gospel of the good news of Jesus, the grace that you extend to us. As we've often said before, grace is God's riches at Christ's expenses. Thank you for that truth today. Thank you that you have paid the cost. We don't have to try to pay the debt. We don't have to try to work off the debt. You extend to us your grace freely. Thank you for that in Jesus' name. It's 714 Central Standard Time. Uh, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Our prayer time coming up after this. The phone number to text 870-205-0600. Let me say thank you to Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle located off of Highway 49 in Poplar Grove. Brian's got everything that you need for your next fishing trip. Ice, snacks, tackle, frozen bait, live bait. He's even got black salties in stock, so go by and see Brian and his team today at Pop Pop's Bait and Tackle. Did you know that the world longs for the blessings of God? They long for His love and joy and peace, but they don't long for the person of God. So many people who call themselves seekers are really only seeking God's hand. They're not seeking His face. They're like the unrepentant thief on the cross. They want to be saved from where they are, but not from who they are. You know, it's interesting, Jesus never responded to the unrepentant thief, but he directly and immediately responded to the repentant thief who humbly asked, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Listen, each of us is a sinner, a thief before God, and the question of all questions is simple. Which thief are you? Seek his face, not his hand, because it is there where you'll find real hope. Find real hope in Jesus Christ. Visit fromhisheart.org. This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today, we pray for Melissa Smyslova, Acting Undersecretary for the Intelligence and Analysis Office at the Department of Homeland Security. Her office oversees the fusion of law enforcement and intelligence information related to terrorism and other threats. 2 Thessalonians 3.3 reminds us of the Lord's protection. But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Right now with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Melissa Smyslova in her role at DHS. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team, a nonprofit, nonpartisan ministry dedicated to encouraging prayer for our nation's leaders. To learn more, go to pausetopray.org.
All you have a need on this Friday morning, won't you go ahead and text us 870-205-0600. Again, 870-205-0600. Father, we pray right now during our prayer time that you'd bless it. Lord, we're looking forward to you answering more prayers. Thank you for the prayers that you've answered over the past several months that we've been joining together in prayer. Can you believe it's been a seven-month, well, a several-month, several-month journey? Lord, thank you. You've been mighty good to us, and we, Lord, we want to say thank you. Help our listeners today go before us. As we take each step today, Lord, would you prepare the path? Lord, as we take each breath, would you remind us that it's from you? We put on the whole armor of God. Protect our minds today from depression and from discouragement, from apathy and complacency. Lord, protect our minds today with the helmet of salvation. Protect us from doubt. Oh, Lord, help us today. Protect our hearts today, the affections and the cares of our life. Protect our hearts with the breastplate of righteousness. Lord, help us to stand, having done all to stand with our loins girt about with truth. May we stand upon your word. Walk with conviction and not compromise. But Lord, help us to love people today. Help us to love people the way that you do. And Lord, we pray for our steps. You said in your word that every step of a righteous man is ordered by the Lord. And Father, today we want to walk in the steps that you've provided. Your word is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. Lord, help us to follow that path today. Help us to hear the Holy Spirit saying, this is the way, walk in it. Walk in it. Turn to the right. Turn to the left. Lord, I pray right now that you'd help us to take the shield of faith, to fight off the fiery darts of the wicked and evil one. And Lord, that you'd help us to take the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Help us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Help us not to stop praying. Pray without ceasing. That's the theme or motto here at the Community Prayer Time Network. Pray without ceasing. We'll continue to pray for our local churches. A lot of things going on right now. COVID-19 on the rise. Churches looking at precautions and different things they can do to help prevent the spread of COVID-19, but yet stay faithful. Stay faithful. Oh, I want to encourage you. Lord, give our churches wisdom. In Jesus' name. A lot of people have a lot of questions right now. A lot of hurting. Lord, help us to give them an answer. Pray for the Gormans. Pray for Pastor Nathan, Miss Becky, his mother-in-law, Miss Mary. I read an update just a little while ago there on Facebook that they were saying that she's going to go up to I believe it's Fayetteville and, and or Jonesboro and stay up there with Clint and Olivia. She's going to be in the camper and they're going to be up there. So you pray. They're going to try to see if they can get closer to 
better hospital care and see what they can do. You pray for them. It's urgent. The Gormans, the Gorman family, Lord, we pray. Help them today. Lord, help them in Jesus' name. Pray you touch their bodies and strengthen them. Remove this virus, Lord. Lord, let the medicine work. I pray for their church family. I pray for the family that can't be there, that wants to be there, that wants to help them. Encourage them. Give them peace of God today. Continue to pray for one who lost a sister yesterday. Passed away due to COVID-19. Lord, we lift up this need right now. Pray for this family. Lord, we ask you for your strength and your grace. Help them today in Jesus' name. Continue to pray for one by the name of Jen, I believe his name is. And yesterday we had a friend of ours. He was at a Buddhist temple. And he had the opportunity to share the gospel with one of the monks that were on site there. Oh, what a blessing. You pray that God will work in that gentleman's life, bring him to a place of salvation. Lord, may the seeds that were planted yesterday, may they go forth into his heart, find a lodging place. And Lord, we know that the word of God never returns void. I pray right now that you'd convict him, convince him, reprove him of sin, help him to see that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, that there's only one righteous one whose name is Jesus. Convince him of righteousness. And Lord, help him to understand the judgment that is yet to come. It's appointed unto men once to die, then after this the judgment. Help him today. Help him in Jesus' name. I ask you to pray for couple of our prayer requests here that are sent in to one of our partnering programs, an anonymous request praying for healing of a right joint causing a lot of pain and stress. Lord, we pray for that need today. Ask you to help and touch this person. You know the need today. Help them in Jesus' name. young man by the name of John. And he's posted his name here that we can pray for his name. His name is John. And he's asking for a son by the name of Anthony. All right, so John's the dad. Anthony's the son. He's in desperate need of prayer. He needs prayer for deliverance from alcohol. And uh, he's in a time in his life when he's been struggling really bad right now. Thank you for praying for him. Lord, we pray for that need right now. Oh, Lord, we pray. Help them in Jesus' name. Let me give you another one here. My brother-in-law is characterless and goes for black magic and offers sacrifices. And now by telling lies, he wants to propose to a girl for marriage. He's a fraud. And now others are involved with this as well. Please pray that 
the girls that he's proposing marriage to would refuse his proposal. Oh, Lord, we pray right now for that need. Lord, I don't understand all the details about that, but Lord, this one that's dealing with black magic, witchcraft, involved in some deep, dark sin, Lord, we pray for deliverance right now. Lord, we pray that you'd work in his heart, delivering from evil and from the evil one. In Jesus' name we pray. Save his soul. Continue to pray for our first responders. I don't know, did you get to see the picture that I shared on my personal Facebook page? Sam Cheney. We've been praying for Sam every single day right here on the prayer time. We continue to lift up Sam in prayer and ask God to deliver him through the different things that he's got to do. Pray God to continue to have his hand upon him, give him discernment and direction and guidance. Open doors of opportunity. Oh, Lord, we pray you'd help him today in Jesus' name. Continue to pray for Jasper and Brent serving in the Marines. and Pray for Joey, a paramedic. Pray for Max and the Air Force. Lord, we pray, keep these men and their families safe today. Help them in Jesus' name. Well, do you have an update this morning you want to share with us? Let me give you the 24-hour text phone number line, 870 805-0600-870-805-0600. 205-0600-870-205-0600. That's our text line. Go ahead and text us right now. If you're praying for these needs, won't you just shoot us a text message and say, Hey, I'm praying this morning. I'm praying. Praying God to deliver that young man from witchcraft. Praying souls would be saved. Lives would be changed. Are you praying for the Community Prayer Time Network? Are you praying for the programming all the way from 6 o'clock in the morning to 9.30 at night? Music between each program. Pray for every song that God would touch that song. That the right person would listen that needs to hear it. Or maybe somebody listening would hear the right song at the right time. Have you ever done that before? Oh, isn't that a blessing? You're listening to the radio and the right song at the right time comes right on. I was listening. We went to Marvel Academy last night. We had the open orientation for the boys. They're going to be starting K-4. We went by there yesterday and we were on the way back home. We were listening to Dr. Paul Chapel daily in the Word radio broadcast on the Community Prayer Time Network. He said, if God's your co-pilot, you know, people used to have that bumper sticker, oh, I'm glad God's my co-pilot. That's a little messed up in theology, he said. And he said, here's a better way to say it. If God's your co-pilot, then you need to change seats. Oh, can I get an amen this morning? If God is your co-pilot, you just need to change seats. That's good stuff, folks. That's good stuff. You pray for our programming. I've got a meeting today at 3 o'clock. And going to be meeting somebody today for the first time. He's got a couple of stations here locally. And they're transitioning back and forth between local programming, national 
you know, a, a national corporation media stock company that owns it. You pray for them. Pray for salvation of souls. That's what we want. Continue to pray for those dealing with cancer. We got a, a thank you note yesterday from Miss Esther. We've been praying for her. She said, thank you for your prayers. Tell everybody thank you. Continue to pray for Chad. Continue to pray for Sean dealing with the motorcycle accident. Continue to pray for Sean that's recovering from a health condition. Continue to pray for Chad. I don't know if I've already said Chad's name, but continue to pray for Chad Coleman. God, I continue to help him. All right, I'm going to give you the number one more time, 870-205-0600. Pray for Brother Johnny. He's going today. That's our song leader here at the church. Going today to the VA. He's got to go get a heart test done. Pray for him. Pray for Ms. Lana. Lord, go before us today. Pray for Junior going to the doctor on Monday. Lord, we know he's been in a lot of pain with his stomach and his arms and just a lot going on. Lord, help him today, we pray. Strengthen him. Help him in Jesus' name. Bless the Community Prayer Time Network. Bless the programming. Dr. Adrian Rogers at 8 o'clock. Lord, we pray. Help us. Help us to grow and to hear from you. Lord, we pray for Kurt Skelly and the broadcast at 9 o'clock this morning. We pray for Pastor Jeremy Morton at 10 o'clock. Lord, we pray for the broadcasting of the First Baptist Church of Woodstock at 11. And we pray for Dr. Bill Jenkins and Miss Linda and their family. The programming that airs at 12, noontime. And then Pastor Johnny Hunt, the North American Mission Board, Kevin Ezel. Lord, we pray for our listeners during the evangelism with Johnny Hunt at 1230. And Lord, we pray for the programming of Through the Bible, Dr. J. Vernon McGee. Lord, we pray for the volunteers that are running that ministry. We pray for their needs today. We pray for the listeners all around the globe. All around the globe, people are hearing. I'll have to share some of those testimonies with you on Monday. Why don't we do that on Monday? I'm going to share a couple of testimonies. Folks that are listening, not through the Community Prayer Time Network, but other other broadcasts that they're hearing and podcasting and stuff. I'm going to do that. Lord, we pray right now for that need. Lord, at 2 o'clock, the pulpit of First Baptist Lambrook, 3 o'clock. Dr. Paul Chapel at 3 and at 7. Lord, 4 o'clock. Janet Mefford, we pray for her and for her husband, Charlie, and we pray for their family today. The Unshackled Program. Did I tell you the other day I was meeting with somebody? Did you hear about this? And he said, well, what's your goal? I said, we want to see lives changed. That's, that's the goal. I said, we want to see marriages brought back together, homes mended. We want to see people give their lives to Jesus. I said, right now you're listening to the testimony of a person who was on heroin and God changed their life, saved their soul. That was the testimony that was airing at that moment on the Unshackled program. I said, God can do that right here in Phillips County. God can do that around the area. 
and say, we want to see souls saved. You pray for the Unshackled program at 5 o'clock. Pastor Jeff Shree from His Heart Ministry, we pray for their staff. We pray for their team. Pray for him and Miss Debbie. Continue to pray for the others. Pray for Miss Lana. I remember Miss Lana the first time I talked to her on the phone there. She's the person that I talked to. And You say, are you reading the list? <laughs> Listen, folks, I'm not reading the list. I'm just I'm, I'm recalling the ones that we've been praying for. Yep. Lord, we pray for them today. Help them in Jesus' name. Help the Love Worth Finding program. All of it, Lord. May it bring you glory. The Spanish programming. All of it. All right, let's check in with Dr. Adrian Rogers. Our trivia questions coming up next at 740. Our daily prayer time Bible reading. Yeah, our daily Bible reading coming up at 740. Don't go anywhere. We're going to check in with Dr. Adrian Rogers real quick. We'll be right back after this. With a treasure from the Word. Sometimes Joyce and I will be in a disagreement. We'll be sitting there at the kitchen table. It'll get tense. And she'll say to me, Adrian, you're wrong. No, I'm not wrong. She says, You are wrong, but I can't prove you're wrong because you can talk better than I can. <laughs> but I know you're wrong. I said, No, I'm not wrong. One, two, three, four, dot, 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 bang, 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 bang. Gets tense. I say, Well, let's just stop for a while. I go in my study and try and prepare a sermon. Ha! Try to read, try to do something else. I can't do it. So I say, Lord, did you see what went on in there? <laughs> he says, yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> Me? Yeah, you! I have to go back. Honey, I was wrong. Forgive me. She says, I forgive you. Prayer will do that, friend. You'll be honest with God. Just honest and, and let God speak to you. Your marriage can be a marriage that will stay together as you have that commitment, that communion, that confrontation, all sheltered over with His great love. For more about Love Worth Finding and Adrian Rogers, visit our website at lwf.org. Thank you to LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate and Title Company located in Perry, Florida, supporting the Community Prayer Time Network. Check out their latest properties when you visit their website today at gulfbreezerealestate.net. You can also contact them today to inquire about their rental properties, their long-term, short-term, or vacation rentals. Their phone number, 850-584-5101. Located at 117 West Main Street in Perry. Thank you for supporting the Community Prayer Time Network. 24 hours of Christian programming and music to encourage you. Pray without ceasing. All right, our trivia question on this Friday morning. And our good news. Did I give you the good news earlier? Yeah, I gave that to you. All right, our good news. Our trivia this morning. Where are we at here? The average American... We'll do this about 12 times a year. Average American, they'll do this about 12 times a year. Once a month, if you figure it out that way. What do you think the answer is? Let us know this morning. 870-205-0600. 870-205-0600. You're going to do this about 12 times a year. Let us know what you think the answer is. Expectations 
like every day's another test what if there's really only mercy for those who always do You got about two and a half minutes left. You're going to do this about 12 times a, a year. 12 times a year. Think about it now. What do you do once a month? Think about it. The average American does this 12 times a year. 870 205 0600. I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint this morning. We've got about a minute left. Oh, you're getting close, Brian. You're getting close. I don't know that that's the hint that I was going to give you. Brian said, go to the doctor. All right. That's a good guess. And it's kind of close to what we're getting to. Not it. But it happens to... Oftentimes, the more you age, 870-205-0600. If you're just tuning in with us, we're doing our trivia question. Average American's going to do this about 12 times a year. What do you think the answer is? something you do 12 times a year once a month on average i tell you what we're going to do because sometimes we get some answers in right after the answer is given out so i want to be fair we're going to go ahead and have our bible reading i'm going to give you the answer coming up right after this acts 15 and certain men which came down from judea taught the brethren and said except ye be circumcised after the manner of moses ye cannot be saved when therefore Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and disputation with them, they determined that Paul and Barnabas and certain other of them should go up to Jerusalem unto the apostles and elders about this question, 
and being brought on their way by the church, they passed through Phoenice and Samaria, declaring the conversion of the Gentiles, and they caused great joy unto all the brethren. And when they were come to Jerusalem, they were received of the church and of the apostles and elders, and they declared all things that God had done with them. But there rose up certain of the sect of the Pharisees which believed, saying, that it was needful to circumcise them, and to command them to keep the law of Moses. And the apostles and elders came together for to consider of this matter. And when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made choice among us, that the Gentiles by my mouth should hear the word of the gospel, and believe. And God, which knoweth the hearts, bear them witness, giving them the Holy Ghost, even as he did unto us, and put no difference between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Now therefore, why tempt ye God to put a yoke upon the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved, even as they." Then all the multitude kept silence, and gave audience to Barnabas and Paul, declaring what miracles and wonders God had wrought among the Gentiles by them. And after they had held their peace, James answered, saying, Men and brethren, hearken unto me. Simeon hath declared how God at the first did visit the Gentiles to take out of them a people for his name. And to this agree the words of the prophets, as it is written, after this I will return, and will build again the tabernacle of David which is fallen down, and I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up, that the residue of men might seek after the Lord, and all the Gentiles upon whom my name is called, saith the Lord, who doeth all these things. Known unto God are all his works from the beginning of the world. Wherefore my sentence is, that we trouble not them which from among the Gentiles are turned to God, but that we write unto them, that they abstain from pollution of idols, and from fornication, and from things strangled, and from blood. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him, being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Then pleased it the apostles and elders with the whole church, to send chosen men of their own company to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas, namely Judas, surnamed Barsabbas, and Silas, chief men among the brethren. And they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brethren send a greeting unto the brethren which are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying, Ye must be circumcised, and keep the law, to whom we gave no such commandment. It seemed good unto us, being assembled with one accord, to send chosen men unto you, with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas and Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth, for it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols, and from blood, and from things strangled, and from fornication, 
from which if ye keep yourselves, ye shall do well. Fare ye well. So when they were dismissed, they came to Antioch, and when they had gathered the multitude together, they delivered the epistle, which when they had read, they rejoiced for the consolation. And Judas and Silas, being prophets, also themselves exhorted the brethren with many words, and confirmed them. And after they had tarried there a space, they were let go in peace from the brethren unto the apostles. Notwithstanding, it pleased Silas to abide there still. Paul also and Barnabas continued in Antioch, teaching and preaching the word of the Lord with many others also. And some days after, Paul said unto Barnabas, Let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord, and see how they do. And Barnabas determined to take with them John, whose surname was Mark. But Paul thought not good to take him with them who departed from them from Pamphylia, and went not with them to the work. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder one from the other. And so Barnabas took Mark, and sailed unto Cyprus. And Paul chose Silas, and departed, being recommended by the brethren unto the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Cilicia, confirming the churches. And that's our daily Bible reading here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Every weekday around 7.40 Central Time, we have our daily Bible reading during the morning program. So glad that you've joined with us on this Friday morning, the 30th day of July. It's 7.47 Central Standard Time. And our trivia answer, just a little while ago, we asked the question, the average American will do this about 12 times a year. On average, if you figure it up, it's about once a month. And we had several responses, and I'm glad that we went ahead and let you do this through the Bible reading, too. I think that that helped to get some more answers in. Uh, we had a good answer, and it was the one that was guessed correctly. Let me give you the answer from Miss Kathy. Is it have your meds refilled? <clears throat> have your medicines refilled. Go pick up a prescription. That is the answer we were looking for. So good job, Miss Kathy. We're going to be sending out a devotional in the mail to you today. And we're glad that you have been able to respond correctly to the question on the Community Prayer Time Network morning trivia. We're going to have a song for you, and then right after this, we're going to hear from Tim Hawkins this morning. Don't go anywhere. You're going to want to hear Tim Hawkins. He's going to tell us a little bit about some medicine and uh, the side effects that you might not have been looking forward to. You know, when you read the side of the bottle, and you know it's got all those side effects. Yeah. What are some of the worst side effects you've ever had? We probably don't want to probably don't want to send in those answers, do we? <laughs> Listen to this about the finished work of Christ. Our good news, Acts 15:11. We believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ we shall be saved even as they. The finished work of Christ.
Lord, we thank you today that we don't have to try to work for our salvation. Lord, we don't have to try to earn it. It's finished in Jesus. And we believe today that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved. That's our good news, Acts 15, verse 11. Our fresh start with a merry heart with Tim Hawkins this Friday morning. And yesterday we left off. He was telling us about the lazy people of life siphoning from the the gas pump can you remember can you imagine somebody pulling up to the gas pump siphoning from the the pump there and the they got to say hey don't don't siphon gas all right we're getting it loaded up here for you remember the days when you had to change all the cds and records and back in those days the radio dj had to just sit there and talk between every song all right all right here's tim hawkins ever seen these commercials for these pills, this medication you take? It's like one pill for one thing, but they list like a hundred side effects. <laughs> just like they're just scrolling for a minute. 
And you're thinking, is that really a good trade? That can't be a good trade. You got people going, well, I can take the headaches, nausea, and vomiting. It'll make my elbow feel better. It's really worth it. It is. I mean, I've been taking it. Oh! 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 I can move it around. Play with the kids. And I... I got full range of motion here. I was watching I was watching the Cartoon Network with my kids recently. I saw a commercial like that. It was a pill for bladder control issues <laughs> on the Cartoon Network. <laughs> bladder control pill. You know what the first side effect was? Diarrhea. <laughs> like, no thanks, I'll take the lesser of two evils just now. I'll mull that one over, uh-huh. Now, I'll play the hand that fate has dealt me. Yeah, you go, yeah. I noticed there's this women's clothing store I see a lot, a lot around here. Women's clothing store. The actual name of the store is the Dress Barn. <laughs> the Dress Barn. That's the best name you could come up with then. That's, that's the one you want to go with. I don't think I'm ever taking my wife to a place called the Dress Barn. Hey, let's go to the Dress Barn. Recomputing. Sorry. Dress Barn. What do the people like that work at the Dress Barn? Can I help? Yeah! <laughs> that blouse is right over here. It's only 20 bucks. You raised in a barn? No, but I shop at one. And I got three kids of my own. And uh, it's like you try to give them good advice, you know. I try, I'm trying. I'm doing the best I can. Sometimes parents, we just fail at advice. I remember my mom when I was a kid. She used to give me good advice too late. <laughs> Think about it. Good advice too late. Like when I was a kid, I hit my head on the corner of the table. <laughs> Careful! Moms are a big help when you lose something, aren't they? You ever lose something? Your mom is just not a help at all. Hey, Mom, I can't find my wallet. Well, it's got to be somewhere. It's like, that's good. I thought I was going crazy for a minute. I thought I was looking for something that didn't exist. Thank you. And then they go, where'd you leave it last? 
you're good. All right, that's Tim Hawkins on this Friday morning. Your temperatures are rising continually here in the hot eastern Arkansas Delta. High of 98 degrees today under excessive heat warning, so make sure you're taking precautions as necessary. Heat index as high as 110 degrees. Tonight, low's going to be just shy of 80 degrees, up there around 78 degrees tonight. Still a chance for rain later part of the weekend. Hopefully, temperatures will be back in the 80s next week. That's a quick look at your weather forecast for the eastern Arkansas Delta. Acts 15:11 are good news, but we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved even as they. That was our fresh start with a merry heart this Friday morning. That was Tim Hawkins, and we'll be finishing up some of that next week and looking forward to being able to be back together. Adrian Rogers coming up right after this commercial break. Why isn't my kid playing? From Keys for Kids Ministries, here's Greg Yoder with a Keys for Kids Parent Minute. Is your son or daughter an athlete? When they're young, everybody plays. But when they get into the high school levels, a lot of kids just sit the bench waiting for their chance to show the coach what they can do. It's hard sitting in the stands watching your son or daughter sit and sit, isn't it? How many of you have had your son or daughter come crying to you wishing they could just play just to get a chance? Well, there's a biblical lesson here. Be ready. Help your son or daughter understand that they need to be ready when the coach calls on them. In the meantime, be a cheerleader. Matthew 24 teaches us nobody knows the hour or day when Jesus will return. So be ready while actively sharing our faith while we wait. Ignite a passion for Christ in your family with the Keys for Kids devotional. Receive it for free at keysforkids.org slash subscribe. What is the truest wisdom we could ever obtain? Listen to Adrian Rogers. There's nothing worth knowing that's outside of Jesus. There is no wisdom that this world has to offer that can compare with the only true wisdom that is in Jesus Christ. Now, He is all and in all. Welcome to Love Worth Finding. As Christians, we don't just receive knowledge of Jesus. Our life is knowing Jesus Christ. Pastor, teacher, and author Adrian Rogers said, you can get to know Jesus better, but you can never know anything better than Jesus. You can go deeper into Jesus, but you can never go beyond Jesus. There are three things that will happen when Christ is everything to you. If you have your Bible, turn to Colossians chapter 3, as Adrian Rogers reveals what happens when Christ is all. Let me ask you a question. What is Jesus Christ to you? You say, well, Jesus Christ has a place in my life. Uh, Jesus Christ does not want a place in your life. Well, you say, uh, Jesus Christ has a big place in my life. He doesn't want a big place in your life. Jesus desires, deserves, and demands preeminence. Now, does Jesus Christ have preeminence in your life? I ask myself that same question. I want you to look at this Scripture with that question in mind. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God, Set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, 
and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. And then skip down, if you will, to verse 11, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond or free, but Christ is all and in all. Well, if Christ is all, then that leaves nothing out. It means He is everything. Now, that's a big question. Is Jesus Christ all to you? I mean, is He all and is He in all? Well, Paul just said it another way in verse 4 when he says, Christ is our life. Now, Jesus doesn't just give life. He is our life. For me to live is Christ, is what Paul said in this passage in another place. He is our life. He doesn't just point to life. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life in John 14, verse 6. So, Christ is our life. It is Jesus only. He is all and in all. It is not knowledge about Jesus. It is not Jesus plus anything. It is not something after Jesus. Now, you can get to know Jesus better, but you can never know anything better than Jesus. You can go deeper into Jesus, but you can never go beyond Jesus. Paul says in verse 11 that Christ is all and in all. Now, notice how he puts it in this passage of Scripture. First of all, we have been crucified with Christ. Look in verse 3. For ye are dead. I've been crucified. So have you. I died with Christ. His death had my name on it. The old Adrian died when I was buried in that liquid tomb called baptism. That was my funeral service. The chief mourner who was there was the devil. He hated to see his old buddy die. But we are dead, and not only are we dead, but according to this passage of Scripture, we have also been raised. Look in verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, we are dead with Him. His death had our name on it, and we are risen with Him. And because we were crucified with Him and risen with Him, we live with Him. Look, if you will, in verse 4, Christ then is our life. We have the resurrection life of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that life is hidden in Christ. Notice verse 3 again, For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Now, in order for the devil to get to me, I'm in Jesus, and Jesus is in God. He's got to go through God the Father and God the Son to get at Adrian. That's where I'm hidden. He is my life. What's he saying here? I died with him. I was raised with him. I live with him, and I'm hidden in him. He is our life. Friend, he is everything. Go back to chapter 2 and look, if you will, in verse 3. And this is a wonderful, wonderful verse here, and I, I hope that God will write it upon your heart. The Bible says there, uh, speaking of Jesus, in whom are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. 
Where is that hidden? In Jesus. All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are hidden in Jesus, and I am hidden in Jesus. There's nothing worth knowing that's outside of Jesus. There is no wisdom that this world has to offer that can compare with the only true wisdom that is in Jesus Christ. Now, He is all and in all. Now, in the verses that I read to you from chapter 3, there are three major verbs, and I want you to see them. Look in verse 1. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Underscore the verb seek. And then look in verse 2. Set your affections on things above. Underscore the verb set. And then look, if you will, in verse 5. Mortify therefore, or put to death. Your translation may say put to death. But mortify therefore your members. Underscore the verb mortify. Now, those are three things that will happen when Christ is all. When Christ is everything. When Christ is your life. The verb seek, set, and mortify, or we can say if you want it alliterated, slay. Seek, set, and slay. There are certain things that are true. Now, what happens in my life? What is of necessity true when I can say that Christ is my life and say in verse 11 that Christ is all and in all? Number one, Jesus captivates my ambitions. Jesus captivates my ambitions. Verse 1, look at it again. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Now, what you seek is what your ambition is. Your ambition is to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. The devil doesn't care what on earth you may seek, as long as you do not seek those things which are above. Now, I'm going to say something profound, but chapter 3 follows chapter 2. And I want you to go back to chapter 2, and he's thinking in chapter 2 about those things which are below. He's thinking about those things that are on the earth, and he delineates those things which are on the earth. And then he goes into chapter 3 and says, but if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Now, let me show you some things that you might be prone to seek that we find in chapter 2, and the things of the world, things which are not above, but things which are below. For example, there are the reasonings of the world. Look in chapter 2, verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. After the rudiments of the world, the word rudiment there means the ABCs, the basic elements of the world, and not after Christ. And actually, the word here, spoil, it literally means to carry you off as a captive. When people would take a country, they would say they spoiled the country. That is, they would carry away the goods of that country, and they spoiled it. Now, he's saying... Don't let somebody carry you away as captive. Now, the cults are good at this. The cults, they don't want converts as much as they want captives. What they will do is kidnap true converts. They will hang around Billy Graham crusades and other places, and they will try to carry them off captive. And they do this through philosophy and vain deceit 
after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. And so, beware of the reasonings of this world. And then secondly, not only the reasonings of the world, but the rituals of the world. Look in chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. And you, being dead in your sins, and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath He quickened, that is, made alive together with Him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to His cross. And having spoiled principalities and powers, He made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it, that is, in His death on the cross, when He took our sins that were nailed to the cross with Him and took them out of the way. And now notice what He says in verse 16, "...let no man therefore judge you in meat," that literally means in food, "...or in drink, or in respect of a holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath days, which are a shadow of things to come, but the body is of Christ. Now, what's he talking about here? Well, he's talking to people who had been in the Jewish religion, and they had their certain rituals. They had uh, things that they had done, religious rituals. They had certain drink offerings and certain meal offerings, and they had certain days that they kept. And there were some people who said, now that you're saved, that's fine, but you've got to keep these days, and you've got to keep these diets. And Paul says, don't let anybody judge you of those things. For example, don't let anybody judge you concerning the Sabbath day. Now, listen to me carefully. Sunday is not the Sabbath. Sunday is the Lord's day. Saturday is the Sabbath. Sunday is not the Christian Sabbath. Sunday is the Lord's day. It's an absolutely different kind of day. Now, we have people today who want us to keep the Sabbath. If you think you're keeping the Sabbath, you better be careful because you can't even start a fire on the Sabbath. And friend, when you cranked your automobile, you started the fire in the engine. You ought to be stoned. I'm telling you, uh, we don't keep the Sabbath in that sense. There are people who would like to judge you and put you under some uh, ritualistic diet and some ritualistic days. But those things were taken out of the way. They were nailed to the cross. And it tells us they are but shadows of things to come. Do you see that there in that verse? They are shadows of things to come. They're not the substance, they're the shadow. And people who try to keep these rituals are chasing shadows. Have you ever seen the ridiculous thing of a dog that chases the shadow of a bird on the ground, and the bird is up there in the sky. Now that's so when people are substituting rituals for reality, they are seeking things which are below, not things which are above. Shadows and not substance, the blueprint and not the building. So Paul says here, uh, beware of the uh, reasonings of this world, beware of the rituals of this world, and then he goes on to say, beware of the religions of this world. Notice again in chapter 2, verses 18 and 19. And let no man beguile you of your reward in a voluntary humility and worshiping of angels, intruding into those things which he hath not seen, vainly puffed up by his fleshly mind, and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourishment ministered and knit together increaseth with the increase of God. 
What he's saying is, don't go uh, following after some angelic being or, or some highfalutin religious philosophy. You hold on to Jesus, which is the head. I've been preaching long enough to be amazed at two things. Number one, that men will not believe the truth. And number two, what men and women will believe. Satan is not against religion, as long as it's the religion of this world. And you can seek the reasonings of this world, vain philosophy. You can seek the rituals of this world, days and diets. You can seek the religions of this world and worship things other than Almighty God. And then something else you can seek, and that's the regulations of this world. Look in chapter 2 now, verse 20. Wherefore, if ye be dead with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why, as though living in the world, are ye subject to ordinances? Uh, the word ordinances means uh, laws. Touch not, taste not, handle not. All which are to perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men. Now, he's not saying that you ought to taste or touch or handle things which God has forbidden. But what he is saying is that when you have the traditions of men, men will take the Bible and they will add to it. They will, like the Pharisees, bind on people burdens heavy to be borne. And then he says, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship. That's a very interesting phrase, underscore it. Will worship and humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Now, I admit that this is hard to understand English. It's convoluted. But what he's saying is this, is you're not going to be any more like Jesus with a list of do's and don'ts. They're not going to make you one speck more like Jesus. It may look good. It may have a show of wisdom and humility. But if you let all of the air out of it, it is will worship and not God worship. You think up certain things you're going to do, and uh, then you do them, and you say, what a good boy am I. And Paul says it has no effect against the flesh. All it will do is just simply increase your pride. And it gives the wrong indication to your neighbor that Christianity is just a list of do's and don'ts. Many of us have the idea that if there are just certain things that we don't do and certain things that we do, then we're spiritual. I mean, we say, especially with the don'ts, you know, don't tell lies, don't tell dirty jokes, don't cheat, etc. We try to go for about two weeks not doing the dirty dozen. You know, we think that's going to make us spiritual. No. A thousand don'ts will not make you one whit more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Christianity is not a legal relationship. It is a love relationship. And uh, I'm not saying there's certain things you ought not to do, but the difference is whether it is will worship or God worship. Now, you can read your Bible out of will worship. Do you ever get the idea that you've got to read so many chapters a day? That's going to make you a great Christian? Not necessarily. You know, chapter a day keeps the devil away? No. Now, you can read your Bible and not love God. I don't believe you can truly love God and not read your Bible. It's why you do it, not what you do. Now, what I'm trying to say is this, that none of these things, the reasonings of the world and the rituals of the world and the religions of the world, uh, none of these things can make you like Jesus. 
We need to understand that Christ is all and in all. And look at the verse again. Go back to chapter 3, verse 1. After chapter 2, when it talks about all of these things, and he says this, If ye then, in relation to all that he said in chapter 2, be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. You are to seek Jesus. Jesus is to be the one who has captivated your ambition. And number two, let's look at the second verb. Not only does Jesus captivate my ambition, but number two, Jesus dominates my attention. Jesus dominates my attention. Look in verse 2 now, chapter 3, verse 2. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Well, the way to seek Him is to set your affections, and the word affections literally means attention. That is, what you seek, you have to set your mind to. Because the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Now, we've often heard that some people are so heavenly minded, they're no earthly good. But the direct reverse may be true. This verse is not telling us not to be heavenly minded. It is telling us to be heavenly minded. Uh, Jesus is to dominate my attention. I am to meditate on Him. I am to set my mind on Him. And there are many things pulling at my mind. There are many things pulling at your mind. And I'm not to say that recreation is wrong. And I'm not saying that uh, relaxation is wrong. But I'm telling you folks, in this day and in this age, you are going to have to seek Him. Your ambitions are going to have to come to a burning focus. And then you're going to have to set your affections, your attention, where Jesus just dominates your attention. Thou will keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because He trusteth in thee. The first verb is seek. The second verb is set. The third verb is slay. Notice number three, Jesus is to regulate my actions. Jesus who captivates my ambitions, Jesus who dominates my attention, is the Jesus who is to regulate my actions. Now, when I said before that will worship is wrong, that doesn't mean that discipline is wrong. It's a different kind of discipline. Notice now in chapter 3, verse 5, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Uh, this verb, mortify, means to put to death, forcefully and immediately. Why would you put something to death? Well, because you hate it. You see, mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. These things are to be put to death. Did you know that as a Christian you need to learn to hate? <laughs> oh, you say, oh no, I don't want to be convicted of a hate crime. As a Christian, you have to learn to hate. You could not have love without hate any more than you could have high without low, or hot without cold, or in without out. If you love justice, you hate crime. If you love health, you hate disease. If you love purity, you hate pornography. If you love flowers, you hate weeds. Did you know that God is a God who hates? May I give you some scripture? Proverbs 6, verses 16 and following, These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination unto him. God says, These seven things doth the Lord hate. 
May I tell you that so-called love without corresponding hate is sheer hypocrisy. There are certain things that need to be put to death, mortified. Now, we're to hate narcotics, liquor, communism, atheism, pornography, and any sin in our own lives, it needs to be put to death. Why? Because Christ is all and in all. What is the Christian life? It is not prayer. It is not the Bible. It is not doing good. It is Jesus Christ. Christ is our life. He is all and in all. And maybe today as you've listened to this message from Adrian Rogers, you have questions regarding your faith in Jesus. We'd love to offer you an insightful resource on our website. It's our Discover Jesus page. You'll find answers you may need about your faith. We have a response section as well where you can share how this message or others have made a difference in your life. We'd love to hear from you today. Go to lwf.org radio and click the tab that says Discover Jesus. Now, if you'd like to order a copy of today's message, you can call us at 1-877-LOVE-GOD and request the title, When Christ is All. Or you can order online at lwf.org radio. Or write us at Love Worth Finding, Box 38600, Memphis, Tennessee, 38183. Is Christ your life, your everything, your all? Has Jesus captivated your ambition, dominated your attention, and regulated your action? We're so glad you joined us for today's broadcast. Make sure you tune in next time for more timeless truth right here on Love Worth Finding. Here's an encouraging word from a listener who reached out recently. I've received and continue to receive blessings and encouraging words from your broadcast. Years ago, I started watching Love Worth Finding on TV, and now I've learned how to get it on the internet. May God continue to enable you all to keep the programs going out to the world. Well, it brings us a lot of joy to hear how these messages have been used in your walk with Christ. When you donate to the ministry this month, we would love to send you the book, The Incredible Power of Kingdom Authority. If your spiritual life needs a booster shot, you can't go wrong with a powerful work by Adrian Rogers. If your spiritual life needs major renovation, Pastor Rogers also has that covered. Prepare to dig into your Bible and experience the most life-changing power in the universe. Request the book, The Incredible Power of Kingdom Authority, when you call with a gift at one love god LNW Gulf Breeze Real Estate, a supporter of the Community Prayer Time Network, helping bringing the Love Worth Finding program, making it available to you. You can visit their website, gulfbreezerealestate.net. You know, one of my favorite things to hear is how God's working in people's lives. How people are learning to rest in Jesus. You know, one of the things that Dr. Rogers said, Christianity is not, it's not you're reading your Bible, it's not praying. Now, that's part of it. That's what we do. But we find our rest in Jesus. Not in what we can do like the Jews who were trying to bring unreasonable laws on the Gentiles and say, oh, you've got to be circumcised. 
Remember that in our Bible reading this morning, Acts 15? No, it's through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ that we shall be saved. We're going to have our birthdays coming up after this song. You got a birthday you want us to recognize? Text us at 870-205-0600. Any anniversaries, birthdays, you let us know this morning. Birthdays here on the Community Prayer Time Network. If you got a birthday you want us to recognize, a happy anniversary, something that you want us to say this morning, give a shout out to somebody. Once you go ahead and text us the phone number 870 
205-0600. Happy birthday to Justin Cox. Greenway Equipment Rental right there in E-Lane. If you stop by there today, make sure you tell Justin you want to wish him a happy birthday. And make sure that he knows you found out about his birthday because you were listening to the Community Prayer Time Network. Here's the Gaither Vocal Band. Started breaking off some miracle. Here, boy, today this corn is just right. Boil it up for your supper tonight. I've learned it's true what my pappy used to say. Nothing's quite as good.
give it away. Gaither Vocal Band here on the Community Prayer Time Network. 24 hours music and programming that will help encourage you. Pray without ceasing. Well, this is my alarm clock in the mornings when I wake up at 4.30, 5 o'clock. Mitchell John, feel a little song coming on. Wake up, it's Friday morning.
I've seen God's people pray by hospital bed I've seen them struggling for their daily bread Seen them standing at the grave of one who left us too young And I've heard them crying out for their wayward son But I've never I've seen them with tears in their eyes Seen them with their hearts breaking I've seen them tested and tried Seen them with their face shaking But I've never, no, never Seen the righteous forsaken Seen them when it seemed like no help in sight Seen them when it seemed that life was nothing but night But in the eyes of heaven Something else was going on They may have been all by themselves But they were never alone I've never, no, never Seen the right I've seen them with tears in their eyes Seen them with their hearts breaking I've seen them tested and tried Seen them with their face shaking But I've never, no, never Seen the righteous Greg Mott with your Difference Maker Moment. I love watching the Olympics. One of my favorite events is the sprints. But you know what? Life is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's not a quick thing that we run to the end and then it's over. It's a path that we're continually running on day in and day out, whether in our parenting, in our work, in our friendships. Hebrews chapter 12 talks about the fact that we run the race with endurance, keeping our eyes on Jesus. He's the author and perfecter of our faith. See, this verse poses a problem for our world today. It's so easy to get distracted and stray off the path that God has laid out for us. However, each of us desires deeply in our hearts to run the race with Him, 
We've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. It's clear throughout the scriptures that we need to keep Jesus Christ as our sole focus. So fix your eyes on him and run the race with endurance because eternity with Christ is our finish line. For more about Pastor Greg Mott and how to be a difference maker, visit BeADifferenceMaker.org. And that's Different Maker Moments, Difference Maker Moments, a new spot that we're offering here on the Community Prayer Time Network. Thank you to Pastor Greg Mott. I want to encourage you to check out our website, communityprayertime.org. And when you look at the programming schedule, you can scroll down and you'll find the link to their website. And you can learn how to uh, know a little bit more about their website, their ministry, what they do for the Lord. What would you do with $20,000? Just because you were eating a bag of Doritos and you found a puffy chip, you know, what would you do with it? $20,000. Well, that's what Riley, 13-year-old Riley Stewart, is trying to figure out. She was plowing through a package of Doritos when she found a chip that was puffy, looked like a triangular pillow. She posted it on Facebook, posted it on eBay. The bid auction went up to $100,000. And that's when Doritos stepped in and she settled for $20,000. Just for a puffy chip. Here's Corey Asbury.
Oh, that's a great song. 848 Central Standard Time here on the Community Prayer Time Network. We're going to transition to the regular programming for today. Excited of all the programming that God's blessed us to be able to share with you today. You pray for the programming. Pray for every song that songs would speak to people's hearts, that God would get the glory. And hey, it's all about Jesus. I want to see lives changed for eternity. Souls saved. Marriages brought back together. Families and broken homes healed. People that are hurting today. Lord, today would you go before us and help us. Help us on this Friday morning, the last Friday of July. Oh, it's a hot day out there. 98 degrees is the high, 110 degree temperature in the index. Extreme heat advisory. Hopefully some of that rain will come in this weekend, bring us back down to the 80s next week. Here's Rhett Walker. It's titled Gospel Song. That's what it's about. It's about the gospel. Let me stop and testify. I was dead and brought to life by 